Thank you for joining us on our Family First Life Tri-State Serve the People podcast. We appreciate you tuning in, spending your time to develop and grow with us. Follow us, please, on all our social media platforms at Family First Life Tri-State or FFL Tri-State. We love you. Keep listening. And I hope this information is serving you across the country. All right, everybody. Thank you for jumping on with us for our Your Story podcast. I got the up-and-coming Colby Lamon with me, who is having a stellar year, first year in the business, trying to figure this thing out or trying to drive the results of what he has figured out. But today, we'll be learning a little bit more about him on my favorite podcast, the podcast that allows me to learn more about people in 20 minutes than I may be able to learn in two years. So I've got Colby. How you doing, my man? I'm doing good, Mark. Doing good. It's an honor having you on. Um, congratulations on what you've done in your first year in this business and, and continuing to learn and mold and grow. But um, you certainly have had some experiences way before um, insurance. So if you could walk us down a path of some of the things in life that made you the man you are today, I'd appreciate that. Uh First of all, it's an honor to be here. I'm a little nervous to talk to Mark. Obviously, you know, you're yeah, a legend. You're great, bro. Um, but you're the legend. <laughs> um, I plan to become one. And so from a so just to start it off, my parents always instilled a hard work ethic. Um, they they were the type of people to tell you to shoot for your dreams. Um, but as I got older, it's not like they necessarily, you know, displayed it. Uh but from a young age, like my parents, my biological parents, they both um, dropped out of school in the eighth grade and started working, you know, from that point to help their families. Um, so they had me and got divorced when I was like two years old. Um, they both pretty much immediately remarried. Um, so I had, I had a new stepdad and then I had um, well three new siblings and a new stepmom. Um, my, I was my dad's first child. So my mom allowed me to go with him. Um, she thought that it was a better school district and stuff like that. And he, you know, I was his first kid. So he fought to have me. Um, although he was working like 110 hours a week, you know, <laughs> he was never there really. So I kind of got raised by my stepmom. Um, and with my step siblings, uh, they ended up having a kid together. So I have a, uh, you know, a half sister with them. So there was five kids in the house, uh, including me and then plus my stepmom and my dad. And that's pretty much how it was for, you know, that's how I grew up. Um, so we started off extremely pretty poor. Like my dad was the only one working, uh, but he had a, like a decent job. He was doing heavy equipment operating and stuff and he was in it for a while. Um, so it, it was enough to pay the bills and us right. for us to live. Um, and we had the type of Christmases like where you either took a vacation or you got one gift. So like <laughs> <laughs> it was not the, you know, to me, one pair of shoes a year, you know, type of thing. So that luxury was not really a part of my upbringing, you know, the, the, a lot of the good things that I saw in my life, just to be a hundred percent with you, would get taken away or uh, kind of abused in a way. Mm. 
So from a, a really early age, I got good at being alone and dealing with my, uh, like trying to do everything on my own. Mm. Uh, but my, the two things that really saved me, I feel like was my dad, although he was working all the time, um, and I felt like was putting me in a situation where I shouldn't be. He did make sure we got to church every Sunday. Um, nice. And like that and football practice and wow. football games, like that's all I had um, to me. So one of my biggest, like one of the biggest things growing up, um, I became a people person because I liked being at school. I liked being able to talk to people at school, although like I couldn't really tell them what was going on because I was terrified to tell them what was going on. Mm. I, I I just uh, I had to connect with the other people because I had no real connections, I feel like at home. So um, I became good at like everybody liking me in a way, um, mm. which ended up working in my advantage in the long run. But <laughs> uh one of my biggest fears was like getting off the school bus. And I feel like that was one of everybody's favorite things to do was go home, you know? And that wow. was one of my things that I hated to do, <laughs> you know? So it wasn't like I had a home life to where it was uh, like super supportive, but they, like I said, we got into church and they allowed us to play a sport a year. Um, as I got older, the family kind of fell apart um, in high school, which I played football from seven to my sophomore year. Uh, and then when I became a junior, I broke my collarbone, uh, and put me out for the season. And then my senior year, I ended up actually getting in trouble and like almost ruining my whole life, <laughs> um, getting arrested. And then like that took my football season away. I had to, you know, I was working to pay probation at that point. So um, after that, I kind of refocused, got back to God, was able to like get in a, to a, like an entrepreneurial spirit. I've always, you know, done things on my own. So I felt like I could do it. You know, I could find something and make it work on my, without having to have somebody telling me what to do. Um, so that's whenever I, I kind of got into different entrepreneurial endeavors and then I found, uh, some great people in family first life. And now I'm here. Wow. You know, what a story. Um, you know, obviously you, you make it through your, your senior year and what, what were you thinking about in regards to your next steps? you know, out of high school, what were you thinking about? I had always like my whole life, I was expecting to, to play football, to go to college. Um, and then when it got to that point in my life, I felt like I was at a situation to where it was survival in a way, like everything that I had to do was just to survive that day. So I wasn't really looking in the future. You know, <laughs> I was just, do I got gas in my tank today? What am I going to eat for breakfast? How am I going to get back home for lunch? You know, <laughs> it was just, what am I doing like this small little periods of time? Um, 
and then you know obviously I was like you know I gotta just to be 100% honest with you I was like perma stoned my senior year uh like I had no parents we had pretty much no parents my dad had moved away after he found out you know my stepmom was doing some bad things you know in the relationship she was off doing her own thing so we had like four kids in the house hmm. became like a trap house um we did that for two years we like the electric bill and stuff just kept it on it was in foreclosure but we just lived there um and i'm like non-stop just literally was like just smoking and living day to day and that was it um and then so i had to get clean get a job found well luckily through that time i had a um amazing girlfriend who cared about me she allowed me to sleep on the couch and like i stayed at my mom's for a little while who lives kind of far away but we never really got had a close relationship so i just stayed there for a little while but ended up sleeping on my girlfriend's couch for a few months um getting a better job being able to rent out the back half of a bedroom or the back half of this house it was actually this bedroom i was renting out this bedroom for 500 bucks a month uh and then a year after that bought the whole house now i've been here for two years three years how did you go from renting that one room to buying the whole house <laughs> just working my job like i just put my head down and was like you know let's work and let's get to it and she was she ended up getting engaged while i was renting out the bedroom so she was going to live with her fiance she was like i'm putting it on the market or you know you got to buy the house or you got to find you know you got to find another place to live or you got to buy the house hmm. so okay just bought the house cool now <laughs> How did you go from a transition of, you know, kind of living day to day, not really knowing what you're going to do your next hour to kind of focus and driven into what you wanted to do for work? I, um, I think I really came to the realization that like, I always knew I've always believed that I was, that I was kind of separate, like in a way. So I felt like I was the one that was supposed to, to pull our family in a different direction, like to change a lot of stuff for our family's reputation and, and like just the kind of uh, surroundings that we, you know, have you know, or are raised up in. Yeah. So I, um, I realized like, you know, it's either, there's nobody else that's going to do it. Like nobody's going to pay my bills. Nobody's going to feed me every day. Nobody's going <laughs> to take care of my myself or my family. And if I don't do something to, and I'm, so I'm kind of a conspiracy, I guess, in a way, <laughs> a conspiracy theory. So I'm the, like, I feel like our, if we don't set it up our family now, it's going to be a lot harder for them to set themselves up later. Um, so we have to, it, it, we're kind of in a rush to get rich. Because if we don't get rich now, it's going to be really hard later on. Mm. Um, so definitely have to help a lot of people and set up our families now. Um, and that's what I I kind of realized and came came to grasp. And so it's uh, 
I'm willing to sacrifice what I need to, you know. I love it. Now, from just working to insurance, how did you find the insurance business? So the I was doing like I was reading, you know, just kind of in the entrepreneurial categories on social medias and stuff. I literally was just looking at my feed and I saw the uh, CRM of uh, like the FFL CRM and how you acquire leads and how you could, you know, come in contact with clients who are actually requesting a product. And it was a high ticket close. Like I knew that uh, that was one of the main things, like all the entrepreneurs were preaching is like, you have to be able to, to have a high, a high ticket close. Like that's how you, that's how you, you know, acquire a large amount of, of money at a faster rate is you just sell something that costs a lot of money or you, you know, like you buy a, a million dollar house and sell it for 2 million in a year, you made a million, hmm. but you know, it's just one thing, you know, hmm. so <laughs> it's a lot faster than, um, so I knew you had to like in life insurance. I saw, once I saw the CRM, I just kind of dove into what FFL was about, watched all the YouTube videos, you know, tons of y'all's training and stuff. And then what's crazy that I actually got denied my license when I, uh, like applied they denied my license i had to appeal it and go to the to the to the insurance place and like battle them for months to get my license um and then they gave me my they gave me my license um and now we off to the races <laughs> got it did you start with was family first life your start yeah how did you find family first life it was that CRM that guy, whoever the guy was, I, I really don't know the guy who posted mm-hmm. the video, no. but this, I, I commented on it. And then literally, I think, uh, Caleb's recruiter reached out to me. Got it. And I got, I got put under Matt and then Matt put me under Ryan. I love it. And you're in your, I mean, great leadership. I mean, let's be honest. Um, You've been doing this now for how long with Family First? Uh, a little over a year. Like a, a year and a month. Got it. And um, if I ask, you know, why Family First Life for you? I wouldn't. I feel like God put me here, like, honestly. I don't feel like there's another place I'm supposed to be. And the people that I look up to in this business are people that I want to be like you and Matt and John and like John Wetmore and Ryan and all of these people that you get to talk to and like rub shoulders with, you know, like just bump into and like come across. It's ridiculous. And literally we're going to go to a convention and meet some of the most iconic entrepreneurs and we're also in a business with the most iconic entrepreneurs. Mm. And then you you just literally have a path to become one of them. Wow. So like, <laughs> that's what you want to be. So just go do it, you know? <laughs> I love that so much. Um, when you look at 2022 and what you were able to do, how do you reflect upon that? I'm super grateful because in a way I kind of accomplished some of the small goals that I had when I was working at a, at a normal job. Well, to me, they seem small. So like, I feel like I accomplished some of my subconscious goals, but like the ones that I set for myself when I got here and I was expecting to hit hall of fame, 
I'm not happy with my results that I have for the year. Like I expected to have a bigger team. I expected to have to hit Hall of Fame. Like I expected a little bit more out of myself, but I definitely have to, like it's definitely been a growing process and I've grown more than I ever have. Like I've tripled my in quadrupled, you know, <laughs> hmm. in a way my income and and just absolutely like the people that are quadrupled in wealth, like multiple, I mean, wealth in your knowledge, you know what I'm saying? Like in terms of my network, the people that I come in contact with, the stuff that I know now, the, you know, the ability to access stuff that I have to access now. Like I truly feel like I have the path to just pull anybody or myself out of any hole at any time. Like a 10 K week literally solves all your problems. So <laughs> that's what I push every time, you know, <laughs> no doubt. And when you think about 2023, what are you envisioning now? Now that you've proven to yourself that you can, you can do this at a high level. What are you thinking about in 2023? I, I'm going to help over 500 families in the year, but my main goal is to get to the point where my team, like I, I want to be able to pull somebody else up there. You know, I want to bring somebody else to hall of fame. So that's another goal that I have too, is to, to bring somebody else to hall of fame. Um, and then, I mean, obviously I have to do it for myself though, but I want to bring somebody else to Hall of Fame with me and then also have a team that's producing enough to where, you know, it's, it's, it's paying for my leads and paying for the ability to pay for other people's leads so that we can bring people in at a more rapid rate um, and, and get it, get it moving much faster, you know. Well, I think you're going to be able to bring a lot of people to Hall of Fame. I mean, you have the passion, the desire. Your story is crazy. I mean, people will relate. People will empathize. People will want to work with you because you're transparent and you're, you're, you're beaming with the ability to want to help people and also you're beaming with the fact that your past says, listen, man, if I can do it, why not you? So... I mean, you're a you're a walking epistle and testimony to anybody of hope of anybody that wants to do anything in life. So, I you know, kudos to you for what you've what you've worked yourself through, how you stayed mentally tough and what you're going to learn in the next few years here about yourself. And but, dude, man, you're a rock star, bro. Just the fact that you're on this, you know, you're at FFL, you're doing the numbers you're doing. You know, and the way you beat your past, man, you have the ability to help a lot of people, Kobe. That's the goal. That's the goal for sure. So, Kobe, being the fact that it's Christmas, what is your, one of your favorite Christmas traditions? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Christmas tradition. Honestly, what it, we it's kind of not a tradition anymore because we haven't done it in a while, but the one thing that we always did as a family was like go to Gatlinburg. Have you ever been to the Smoky Mountains? I haven't. So Gatlinburg, Tennessee, like I've heard of it every year for Christmas and like the wilderness and the Smokies. And that that was just like a, a an escape, you know, in a way. So very good. I'll ask you another question. Uh, what do you like most about this time of year? Honestly, just the the. Um, 
more attention brought to God, really. I love it, man. Well, my man, thank you so much for joining us on your story. Merry Christmas to you and yours. God bless you guys. Have a great day with your families. This is a wonderful time of year, but an even better podcast for my man, Kobe. Thank you, brother.